previously on Roleplay Radio. You notice right away a particular third year, a hot draft. Hey, gorgeous. You know that this changes, right? Cause <laughs> is going to like motion to himself. And I can't help it every time I like what I see. What was that? Some guys all around. Be careful with that one. He's bad news. What are you doing next weekend? I don't know. Did you have plans? Not a one. Okay, well, I don't know, we can make some. Yeah, something. Let's. Doing all right there, Rumi? Oh, hi, Gary. Yeah, God stood up. No big deal. Do you want a drink on the house? Oh, sure. What have you got? There are valuable things in this school. Books pre-owned by a very special person who died 200 years ago. Rose Pentagar. Books that a certain organization of rebels in question used to infiltrate this school. So it is our job to fix it. Before they have a chance to clean up their mess, we must get to those books first. To be able to jump into a book, to live out your wildest dreams, and come back unharmed. I know many rich folk who would kill to participate in that auction. Ms. Arnesa, you're invited to my gala, and your family decides to make a fool out of me, ruin our event, and you think you have the right to show up here. I'm sorry, Bjorn, Lorene's not her father. But as is, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the crowd. We've had good applicants. I don't consider Rampart a good applicant. I had heard that Rampart is a great applicant. Rampart's an asshole. Only <clears throat> you. Thank that you. doesn't help! I haven't done anything to him recently. Hey, Pixie. <laughs> and then also... <laughs> an entire squad of mushrooms are spat out from the belly of this beast. <laughs> and they start singing. <gasps> And among the acid is a book. Purple leather, bound in golden lining with the silhouette of a golden unicorn. On the binding, you can read The Lore of LaRue, property of Rose L. Pentagon. Okay, so it is nighttime. You head back to Witherbloom with the Contestry in hand. It is singing a goodbye song of some sort. That's another language I don't know. I'll be there soon. Yes, I know that one. Goblin, actually. Okay. And you're taking it back. I'm assuming you're not going deep into Sedgemore again, right? No, we're just going to take it to the edge Take it to like, the edge yeah. and just let it roam free. <laughs> yeah, and you, you're able to drop it off. Any parting words? No? You just fuck off? Gary doesn't care about it. I would say Griff had the compestry maybe in his fanny pack. It was sure. popping its head out singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Griff would maybe take it out. Just one knee on the ground. All right, little guy. You, it was nice singing with you. Yeah, you got a really good voice. Don't let it go to waste. Uh, we found some of your friends further down the way, so maybe, uh, maybe you go start a little group. <laughs> two, oh, two no, little, come on, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> two little pixies do fly in and like, take the compestry away. <laughs> no! <laughs> Those two pixies kind of sound like when you let out a bird that you've nursed back to health and then a hawk comes in and swoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
you find uh, Valentin. You find that his cottage is not uh, empty. But Valentin is there. He's doing some paperwork. You also see Aurora and Thorn, who greet you very happily, and a couple of other Witherblooms. Um, turns out Valentin's getting a, a little popular. You might even see Amber from a tree, just looking in with binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> and Aurora was just like, "Hey, so." When well, I take it, I saw the progression. They were escorting the, the garbage king to Lorehold? Yep. Yeah. Everything went really smoothly. My uncle's girlfriend was leading the group, weirdly enough. Apparently, she's going to study its ability to talk. Some linguistics, academic interest, or something along like those lines. Shit, it can talk? Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. It, some pixies apparently granted it the ability to speak. Pixies are not native to these areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of open questions, but okay. But at least the dryad. Yes, the dryad should be fine now. Cool. Except for you know those three. It was Brad, Chad, and, and Bad. Yes. Terrible names. Yeah, yeah. I swear they're probably only friends because their names rhyme. Apparently, like to throw rocks and trash at dryads and also the garbage king. I think I know Chad. But take a guess at who Brad and Bad are. My suggestion. Spread the word and uh, let other people throw things at them. Just, you know, when they're least expecting it. <laughs> Traveling between classes, they just, you know, get a banana peel to the face. I think I could arrange something. You know what? Yeah. The lunch hall is going to be very interesting next week. You here to see my uncle? Uh, yes. Hello. So she can Yes, it seems like a professor. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, Ursbach Dog, uh, Thorn, let's go. Come on, let's give them some privacy. Let's. And you find handsome vampire Dean in front of his desk doing paperwork. Well, what do I owe the pleasure? Ah, well, we had, I guess, some questions. Regarding Rose Pentagar. Hmm. And. Mainly, if you might happen to know how one of her books ended up in a decrepit former tavern way out in Sedgemoor. I would imagine that mistake would have taumaturgied the windows and doors yeah, shut, absolutely. as is her habit. Right. Why is it that every single year her name comes up? Yes. <clears throat> Yes, I could venture a guess. Most of those books are lost, but we know that the Auric found some of them and were using some of them. Rose was a Witherbloom. It is only natural that one could find one of her books in Sedgemoor. Dare I ask why? Uh, a bunch of pixies were coming out of it, trying to figure out why. I'm sorry, that's come again? bunch of pixies were coming out of one of her books in Sedgemoor. That is not possible. Right, you need to know the word, right? No. Well, yes. You need to know the word to get in and to get out. But nothing that exists within that book should be able to leave. Well, um, something happens and that's changed for this book. It does seem like a good point that the pixies and other fey creatures only started showing up recently, so that presumably the book was picking up words long before that. I mean, it's way out in Sedgemoor, hardly anyone goes there. Could they have been just there for years and no one knew? Does this 
book have any significance to you? Do you happen to know what the word might be? And, you know, whisper it. Huh. I'll write it down. Or say it in a different language. He begins flipping through it. I'll write it down in a different language. The way he's looking at it is like he's looking at a relic. His hands are like trembling. Why do you look so scared? Emotional, Mr. Birmingham. I miss her every day. Does he do the sexy cry thing? <laughs> a tear begins to fall, burning his cheek because it's running water and he just hisses, wipes it away. I'm sorry, I don't know the magic word, but if I recall correctly, all Rose ever did was start reading out loud and she would escape. And then he closes it immediately. Now, if what you say is true, then something's clearly wrong with it. Nothing ever came out. This book, the world that exists within this book, the creatures within it, they're not real. It's a book about Faye. It makes sense that if something had changed with the way the magic worked, it would be producing pixies. Or somebody's still in there and is doing something that's causing these things to escape somehow. Could you hand me the book again? So it sounds to me like it's time to do a little reading session. Like story time? It kind of sounds like um, story number two might be the ticket. It's a whimsical slice of life tale about a community of pixies and sprites who encounter human travelers for the first time. All right, and the state flips open to the start of story two. Sort of looks around at everyone in case anyone wants to try and stop him and just would you mind starts reading out loud. Um, the Valentin, would you mind leaving the room in case somebody needs to fetch us from outside of this book? You want me to stay out? You want to jump in, knowing that something's wrong in this book? Well, somebody needs to get us out. Which means someone needs to be on this side to say the word that would get us out. How did Rose get out? I used to help her. That's, there we go. That's why I. It's ironic. Well, you sure know how to get into trouble, I'll give you that. Yes, I can give you a sending stone. I know I have one around here somewhere. You just tell me when you're good to get out. You know, or when we you could also just wait a day so that we can recharge on our magical abilities. I have no magic, I'll go in. I mean... Right now? Hello? I'll go. I, I'm also pro-prepping more alchemy things before just jumping into a book. The longer we wait, the more things will just sort of come out of it. And as soon as you say that, it vibrates and glows, flips up into a random page, and out pops a what? I need more fake creatures. Right? A blink dog. I was also thinking oh. blink dog. <laughs> yeah, a blink dog comes out. Why not? Rolls over the ground, crashes into a corner, sparkles flying everywhere. Ah, uh, congratulations, you now own a dog. Oh, he's got zoomies. <sighs> Out! Out! <laughs> he just opens a, a door. There's only room for one dog in my life. Just go! What? <laughs> you can't just kick it out. We should find a way to put it back. Wait, I'm sorry, did you just call your girlfriend a dog? <laughs> Let's not get into that. Don't tell Caitlin. Okay, well, Mistake, if you want to jump in, we're going to come with you. You sure you wanted to wait today? I'd rather not send you in alone. I was going to go. Fine. We're doing this. The moment you get into trouble, or the moment you even smell trouble, I'm not kidding. You call me, we get you out. It's better to take things one step at a time before we just dive in into the 
melting in, into the boiling pot. Melting pots are good. Boiling pots are not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we could do beforehand, if we're thinking that there might be somebody inside of this, this worked last time. Cosmo uh, cast detect thoughts. Ooh. On the book itself? Um, it's like an aura, and I can sense basically consciousnesses. You cast detect thoughts, and Cos is overwhelmed by the amount of voices seeping in from this book. A lot of them, you could even tell, matches some of the dialogue in the book. Uh, Cos cuts that off real quick. He's like, oh, yep, okay, there's something going on, let's go. Uh, as Dean Valentin is tending to the rose bush that he keeps very nice in his cabin, what part of very talented mage did you not understand about rose? I, I apologize, I guess? Alright. Alright. Alright, can we go? Let's go. Alright. I've been mistakes are treating. Valentin takes a step back. As he knows how this works. Mistake starts reading. It begins in a meadow. In a meadow at night, through which an adventuring party is traveling. After you've finished the first couple of sentences, your hand feels warm as the book starts glowing. The room around you begins to swirl like reality is being altered. Professor Valentin, you know, drinking a cup of tea, watching from the corner, and even he starts to whirl as everything becomes warped, and you feel the suction. The book is literally drawing you in. Anything from within a 10-foot radius, in fact. If it's not fastened to something, it's drawn in. So I'm imagining random stuff that's around Dean Valentin's cabin also gets sucked into the book because it's that powerful. And you find yourself not falling, but gently floating down onto this meadow where the weather is just perfect and the world around you is too beautiful to be real. From the plant life to the magical creatures that are flying around, running around, you see some satyrs in the distance, just like horse playing, you see pixies, like a flock of seagulls, but they're all holding hands and they're all, they're all flying in one direction. A lot of the, the flowers are like literally eating because they can move and, and the same type of flowers that you saw that had eyeballs are looking over at you. It's a very fantastical otherworldly place. And because it's story number two that you're reading, it's the pixies that turn when they see you as a flock and start coming your way, slowly. Because uh, you said when you did this before, nobody in the story actually knew you were there. Yes, that's correct. Koss looks behind the group to make sure there's not somebody behind us that they're reacting to. Nope. You are standing in the middle of this meadow and there's no clearer target than you. Maybe they're just walking towards us, coincidentally. They start coming down on the grass, very curiously. I don't think this is like the other book. Is it not like the other book because it's not supposed to be like the other book, or is it not like the other book because something's wrong with this one? I don't know. I mean, Dean Imram did say he hadn't fully replicated the spell, right? Um, hello? Have you had other visitors? Pixies begin whispering to each other. They begin shoving the one of the pixies forward, who's kind of reluctant. Like, oh shit! And they just like shove them to, to do the uh, the talking. A pixie reluctantly flies over to you, very androgynous. Hi. Hello. We've never seen your kind here. Um, 
we're all kind of different kinds. Yeah. I'm all kinds, but... Nyx! Nyx? Koss? Koss. Um, this is the F-Squad. Griff. Griff. A Griff and a Koss. A mistake. And a mistake. Uh, I thought you weren't supposed to give your name to the Fae. Is that not a thing? Ah. Uh, um, you can call me the cook. The cook. Nix points at their friends. Sherry, Bar, Sibby, Lack, Nimri. Nix. It's a pleasure to meet you. You said we're the first of our kind that you've seen? Yes. Care to dine with us? Uh, we were hoping you'd perhaps seen a friend of ours. They blink. Friend, friend. You don't want food and rest? Uh, not at the moment. Once again, more blinking. Can you roll me a uh, insight check, I'm gonna say? Oh, to gosh. see if you can read this. Yeah, yeah I think. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cost is gonna be a whole lot better. Um, 16. Six. Okay. Yeah, Mistake has no clue. Cost might remember from glancing over Mistake's shoulder that some of the dialogue was this food and rest, and you get the sense that the pixie is trying to follow the plot. Hmm. But you could still converse with it. Do you remember it. how the adventurers responded? Yes, they were very eager for food and rest, and uh, because it was a very slice of life, it was a slow, like, very cozy type of story about the adventurers coming together with these pixies into like a we're not all so different type mm -hmm. of thing and maybe helping the pixies out in some issues they had, and the pixies helped them back, and so like it was very give and take. Okay. With a few whimsical mishaps. I think we're meant to follow the plot. Oh, I didn't read that far. So what does the plot say? Uh, the plot says we would graciously accept your offer of food and rest. And you can tell us stories from whence you came. Yes? Stories. Of course. Griff would tell the story. That's on World Anvil about uh, the Burning Hammer War. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it's about it. It's about like a ten to fifteen minute walk back to like their nest, and on the way, Griff is telling them this story. They all begin to huddle around you, flying so much so that you feel like you're in an a cloud of mosquitoes almost. <laughs> They're all just eagerly listening to you. By the time you get to the actual nest, there's like hundreds of other pixies among the trees. You can see they've built little homes into them, little tiny windows, little smoke trails from these trees that you could tell they have a tiny little fire inside. It's very cute. And then I said, that's not my shoe, that's a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> they all just laugh. <laughs> And Keep so, on telling this story, Griff. We've heard it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite shoe hamburger story. How many do you have? The pixies begin showering you with food and drink, but they're so small that what to them feels like a ton of food and drink to you is just a little plate of... Yeah. Like it's a little dewdrop on the leaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way Gary's eating the fairy food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't leave when you eat the fairy food. That's like fairies 101. That is part of the reason why these adventurers in the short story had to stay for so long. I feel like Gary read that in a cookbook. <laughs> you know, that tracks. Yeah. After, you know, they, they give you food and all that, 
Who eats the food? The other three? They eat the food in the plot, so Koss is gonna trust that that's just what we're supposed to keep on doing. Griff, Griff trusts Koss. Don't eat the food! Don't eat fairy food! Part of the plot. It's fine. <sighs> it turns out fine for the adventurers. Nick, Gary, you should try it. It's really good. I think Sorry. you just ate like an entire month's worth of their... <laughs> Well, they just gave it to us. Well, yes, but don't need to stuff your face just to... All right, just read one more, though. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you find that should you try to walk away within 10 feet of this nest, which I want to say is like a small clearing where there's like a canopy of branches above you, and this is the community of pixies, but to them, it's like a whole city. Like, it's, a, mm -hmm. it's huge. But if you try to leave, you can't. It's part of the deal. Whereas Gary, Gary wanders off maybe 20, 30 feet to pee or something and like can free, <laughs> can freely walk around. Did Mistake eat the food? No. Okay, yes. sorry, and Mistake can do it as well. It's, mistake it's... is a sensible person, <laughs> unlike these two. I just like a good story. He's all hungry. Griffin, are you that. any less hungry now? No. <laughs> so the next step is then the adventurers get angry that they can't leave and they try to take the nest with them. What do we get out of following the plot there? I don't know, maybe there's somebody else who's further down the plot than we are. You wanted to hear about friend? Yes. What friend? Uh, you might know them as Rose. Rose, 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 they all begin to whisper ripple effect across the nest. The girl. Yes, we knew her. She has not visited in so long. I thought you never met any of us before. Yeah, so, so you do remember other visitors. Just follow the shape of the story still. Because it was important that you hadn't met anybody like us before. This is like somebody who is both in a dream and also really stoned. He's trying to really figure out what you're trying to say here, but there are moments of clarity. Yes. Yes, several have walked through here. Who else? Girl? Vampire professor. Oh, he introduced himself as a professor. Okay. That's that makes sense. That checks. Masked people like you? They were not as kind as you. They left? They left. All of them? Yes. But they left something behind. Can you take us to that something? Yes. Hold on, Grip. I think you need to get angry and then take the nest with with us so that we can actually go to this place. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. And get real angry. Uh, you can just vomit it in. We don't need to give it a full ten, maybe like a five. You don't okay. go full Shelly rage. Okay. Uh, I'm imagining like... Maybe there's a very small picnic table, and it's pixie size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Griff just goes over to it and just like knocks it. Ah! Pixies just flutter. I'm flutter still over. hungry. Oh, don't get angry at Nix. Nix and friends only try to help. Yeah. Like this? Yep. All right. Great. Like he's grabbing like birdhouses. Yeah, yeah. Like ah, and this is. Gotta come with me. I feel like I'm like ruining their act. Like oh, home. little pixies fly out. It's fine. This is okay. Yes, it's fine. Okay, I'm gonna kick this. Thing. Okay, sorry ah. about this, but no. can you take us to the next yes. place? Please don't destroy our home. Wow, Griff was a much better actor in Lilith. <laughs> I told him to be a five, so you know. Trade, 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 trade. You put homes down. We free you. Trade. 
Great. Okay. Griff like tries to go put one of the houses back onto like a tree, but it doesn't catch on whatever it is and just falls to the ground. No, no, okay, no, I'm gonna fix that. I, I got it. <laughs> and Gary mends the house. And now we walk- Puts it back, drops it again, mends it again. <laughs> and now we walk away, but then we feel bad about what we did, so we turn around, so we go fix- Oh, well that part's already taken care of. Okay, can you take us to the place? <laughs> Trade. Nyx takes you. You tell Nyx dreams, real ones. No, we already agreed on a trade of putting the houses back, and but that was to make us you. free. <sighs> it wasn't to bring us to the other place. Do you mean like dreams we have when we're sleeping? Yes. All right. What are you going to do with the dreams, I guess? Share Just them. Stories? Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, that sounds fine. Uh, do you want a dream now or later? On the way. Alright. <laughs> Can we please make it that everybody has to share a dream that their character has? Yes! Yep. Yep. Let me get more wine, but absolutely. <laughs> Can I get more wine? This doesn't leave the squad or the book. But, uh, of course. Every now and again I, I, I have a dream that I am a very well cared for house cat. <laughs> <laughs> filled with dry food and wet food. A bowl of water that seemingly dispenses itself. And I love it. And I get scratches on my belly. And they talk to me all cutesy. And it's like the favorite dream I've ever had. Don't you ever say anything. Of course. We went and Nyx and a couple of the friends that Nyx brought are very amused by this. One of them hands you a cookie and says, no tray, free. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> hand on I have a tiny hand on your shoulder. Hand. The cookie is like the size of your pinky nail. So pretty much the size of a cat treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, usual, uh, taking a shower, suddenly the walls are see-through and there's just a bunch of people who are acting like it's completely normal that they can see you naked. And then, you know, you grab a towel and run out of there because it's not normal that you're just completely naked. And then I'm on top of a giant wall and my horns fall off and then I fall off the wall and then I wake up. Oh, you've had that one too? I'm, so then I'm just cooking and then my spatula comes to life and it just starts hitting me <laughs> in the head. And I don't know what I did to make it so upset. I mean, if I just could make it feel better and make it stop hitting me, that would be great, but it just seems so angry. Like I'm not doing it justice. There was this one time where I met Adrian in a dream. My, um, my other self, I suppose. Except they were different from me, and we had a long talk and decided that we would switch places for a little bit of time. We ended up trading lives, essentially. Adrian went to Strixhaven, and then I went back to my old one, and we both learned the valuable lesson about appreciating what we have. That's a really freaky fifth day. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> seventh day. <laughs> seventh. Is it seventh day? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was Sunday. No, it's a 10-day <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 
then, then there was this other time where where I caught this mouse and the mouse the mouse would like challenged me to like an arm wrestling contest and I lost to the mouse. Mistakes was 100% more or less a lie. Mm. Has probably had variations of that, but she's not actually giving a, a legitimate like okay. dream that she's had. She's just like these are common things that happen in dreams. This is a thing. Okay. And we reach our mistakes not being honest about shit. Yeah. I like that your that mistake this year is trickier and prankier. Yeah. So we reach our destination. I want to say this was like a 20 minute walk. It was not that bad. 20 to 30 minutes maybe. The entire short story, the entire world is uh, kind of limited. Like if you try to veer off the path, you can't. Things become dark or just you literally can't physically. Where Nyx takes you is a section of the Feywild forest that is very heavy with vegetation and you have to kind of really push your way through. You reach this little patch of dirt that looks like it it was dug up. It, this like is disturbed not disturbed. Dirt. Yes. Nick's points down. That is where man with the mask would sleep sometimes. Down underground? Was it anything going in or out of this hole in the ground? If we tried to get too close, he would shoot spells at us. Ah, uh, all right. Oh, well, yeah, let's go inside. Going to first kind of peer down into the hole to see anything glinting, anything at all inside of it. You have dark vision, I forget. Yeah, I do have <laughs> And I don't think I have anything that can produce a light. I, I can set it on fire. <laughs> I would still you like that. your little pennant? Oh, that's true. I yeah. probably have the pennant. Can we still just have an investigation check? Just Hell yeah. 24. And the light glows into the little hole. It is like a little tunnel that's been dug up. Because that's a really high investigation role, you notice that the tunnel looks like it was clawed. The digging did not happen with a shovel. It was with claws. You also notice hairs. Very clearly not roots. Like they are they are hairs, like something was shedding. Like fur. Like fur. Like Hugo Arnaza. <laughs> Damn it, you gotta you got you gotta steal yeah. my thunder here. You also I, see I, we were all thinking. You yeah. also <laughs> see bottles, empty bottles of wine, maybe one that's like half full, and a small little little satchel that has some notes in it. Should you look through them, they are dated and like how many times he was here, how long he spent here. You get the sense that a lot of this is kind of tedious, it's more just to see if there are any maybe effects like felt dizzy after so long or you know, stuff like that. So a lot of these notes are not necessarily super cryptic, they're just notes that he was keeping. But you 100% catch that it's Hugo and as a satchel. There are a little locket with Lorraine's picture in it. Aww. Yes, it's a it's a, a ten year old Lorraine, and she somehow still has turquoise hair. So you are know Louis that it's her. Are Timmy in this locket, or does he only like no, his only daughter? Her. It's only her. Um, well, we know what happened to this masked person. What happened? Uh, he tried to steal from a lot of people and got caught. You don't get caught gonna steal. Exactly. Also, who you steal from and when and where and how, all that, did it all very wrong. And got caught. Yeah. So he's not going to be back here. Ever. So this is where Man in the Mask slept. Where did he do other things? He did nothing else here. Well, this is a little anticlimactic. <sighs> no sign of trouble anywhere or any sign of what might be causing this problem, unless it's triggered by just there being outside stuff, outside inside. stuff inside. 
So maybe taking it out will fix itself? Hopefully this is all of it. He might have left some stuff elsewhere. Oh, that's true. Do we want to try and scour the whole place? I don't know if we have the time to do that tonight, but it sounds like a multi-part process. Yeah, well, we can take all this stuff out, and if more pixies come to our world, we can just come back in and try and lead it to one of the other stories. Maybe. If you see Rose out there, tell her Nick says hello. Will do. Well, I guess everybody pick something up. I'll grab these beer bottles. <laughs> Somehow Gary ends up with the Lorene locket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was probably using this book to hide it, and that's how he was doing things like contacting Shelly's dad and sending those letters and yeah. planting the poison. Well, at least now we know what how that was happening. Yeah, but we don't know what's causing stuff to come out to the book. And it doesn't really seem like leaving some bottles in there would be what did it. So we'll have to check the rest of the stories, I guess. Could we do it like one tonight? Check out a different story? Well, I would love the company, sure. Uh, do you want to hold on to the book? Or should we? You found it. Technically, it belongs to you. It's what Rose would have wanted. What are your thoughts on Vice-Captain Birminghammer? <laughs> he came and berated me the other day about my mage hunter. Hmm. Luckily, I've moved him since, so the Vice-Captain found nothing. As to how I feel, well, it's hard to respect a man who's lived, what, 40 years? When I've lived 500 and I'm not nearly as pompous as he is. He thinks the world revolves around him. Let me tell you, I've lived long enough to know that it revolves around no one. He's just another humanoid pretending he's a deity. Sorry, Mr. Burns. No, no, I'm sick Burns. <laughs> Does he come by here frequently? Just the once. I might have threatened him enough, but he may not show his face around here again. Maybe we should leave the book here, because he comes by the base a lot. Yeah, so he wants us to find all these books, but not not for anything good. Monetary purposes? Monetary. Sounds like it. Yeah. Very well. I can keep this safe for you. In fact, I might reminisce a bit. Just because I have to get watery again, but he's like trying really hard not to cry again. Okay. Well, let's get going then. It's a pleasure. And I'll see you in class, Mr. Birmingham. Yes, sir. Next Dude. class, we are resuscitating a lizard. You ready for that? Yeah. <laughs> so, what else would the F Squad like to accomplish? I think we're veering into like some downtime. If you want to see the date, though, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, feel like it should see it. Do we know that Cost is on a date before the date? Or are we just at the tavern for other purposes and realize Koss is on a date? We're heard the plan making, so. Mm -hmm. The scene that I was gonna propose is like Griff just casually eating a muffin to be like, so you guys wanna hear some hot Koss? <laughs> <laughs> or should I say some, some hot Koss? <laughs> Gary can be on this break for now. I mean, it sounds like you really want to share it. I mean, I don't have to. All right then. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Uh, so our 
our friend Koss may or may not be going on a more than just a hangout with somebody that they may or may not have those squishy feelings for. Is this Nori? No, it's another one. Uh, uh, so, so it's not it's not the the dwarf who's now a third year in Prismari. No, Nori's out. Uh, Dario's in. Oh, but Dario. they were really cute when they were braiding each other's beards. I know. Oh. Dario. Um, I, I don't know who that is. I'm not interested. I don't care. I don't know who that is. Who's Dario? The brother of his roommate. Wait, his roommate? Okay, I'm interested again. Right? <laughs> right? It's pretty kind of juicy. Wait. Alright, so Koss has a roommate. Who's a bitch? Or we're not mine. We just so happen to have a brother that Koss has taken <clears throat> a shine to. And I don't know, I think that's kind of. Oh! Him! Okay. I still don't know who this is. You, you, mistake, you, you, you tell him. Uh, I, no, I've, I've never met him. I just sort of was snooping on Chimera and, um, okay. That's Snooping. slightly concerning, maybe, because Chimera called him a sociopath, but does that actually mean anything? I don't know. I mean, it kind of seems like she's a sociopath. Right, and, and then also Dario stole coin from Fane. Oh, okay, then I like him. Oh. Yes. Okay, that's a point. So that that's why I'm like, I don't know about this person. So it's gonna be here. It will be. It is here. It is, it is here, like right now. Wait, is that them over there? <laughs> Koss is not wearing their hats. <laughs> Three heads here into the window, just like looking for Koss and Dario. I'm gonna say it's them, Koss, only for now. Mm-hmm. Not wearing their hat. Not Are they hat. wearing the cable beanie? No, they aren't because they were. They're they're curious if Dario can actually still pick them out because Ooh. He, he's Love been his. all like, you've got some. Spora thing that I'm attracted to, kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Let's grab it. Let's grab the table in the corner. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I still have to work. So Gary would right, have that vantage point. Uh, should we be at the same table? Or should we be at different tables to get different views? Wait, why hey. are we spying on them during the date? Hey, hey. Yes, talk. Talk to us to the approaches the three of you. So, hey, you. Ask you better not burn up any more of my carpet. You hear? You, great shot. Really big fan. Thank Can you, you sign this for me? Hans mistake a card of herself. This is one of those trading cards that the freshmen yeah, have yeah. been trading. He's like, I only got the one star. I just got into the habit. Kid. What? Change your plans. Yeah. I got the shoe chefs working out in the back. I'm gonna put you in the front today. People have been kind of josing their way over to the Firedoll Cafe. We need more clients here. Here's what I'm thinking. You're F squad, right? Big fan. Your face draws the people in. So if they see a member of the F-Squad front and center the moment they walk in, boom. Uh, I mean, sure, but I don't really do the kind of cooking that's like impressive looking for- Well, this. you're about to. The you got a Prismari friend right here, be, be flashy. I I mean, I could try. Is there a kibashi grill here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? That's there is, exactly it's what on I'm the map, yeah. <clears throat> uh, all right, I mean, I'll give it my best shot. You better. Your job's on the line for this. What? I'm <laughs> just fucking with you, man. I would fire you to save my life, okay, unless you started shucking, but like, that's a stretch. Started uh, what? Shucking. Shucking? <laughs> Shuck. It ain't nice to make fun of people with lips, okay? No, I legitimately didn't know what you said. I'm sorry. S-U-C-K-I-N-G. 
Oh, unless I started sucking. There you go. Okay. During this conversation, Mistake just stealthed away. <laughs> that was a 22. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't notice. He walks away without getting his card back. The card is just like left on the windowsill, not signed. Can I roll a cook's utensils? Not for how well I'm cooking, but for how impressive I look while I'm cooking. I think that that would be performance. Mm -hmm. No, but I'm good at cooking. I know you utensils. are. I know you are, but you're trying to be But flash. I don't want to roll anymore. <sighs> Can you roll one for how good the food is and one for how flashy he looks? Yes, I would allow that. Fine. <laughs> food. So the controls is, that's really so good. So the food is a 23. It yeah. is delicious. The food is fucking delicious. His actual flashy performance <laughs> is a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> so Gary's just, you know, very mindfully chopping wait. his vegetables. Wait, wait, wait. Upstairs, we see Aurora. <laughs> Hanging out with the Black Parade with Kamira and oh, I yeah. love that Kamira's here and a couple of silver quills. She's got you know her hands just dangling off the railing, and Gary tries to do one of those pancake flips, and it goes a little too high that she catches it, <laughs> and she looks down, and also you're like dropping stuff all over the place as she looks down. Oh, sorry. I'd say toss that back down, but that's not hygienic. So if you want to keep that, you know. Do you have a knife? Can we? I'm not gonna throw that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. It's like garlic naan or something. I don't know. It's. it's so, I was it's, wondering what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta be. Oh God, garlic naan. <gasps> no, that's right. It's not garlic naan. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, it is garlic naan. Her hand starts getting a bit splotchy. And she just like throws it at Kamira. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Sorry. God damn it, Gary! <laughs> it's delicious garlic bun. Oh, it's so good. Pops, mm. are you gonna sit at the hibachi bar or are you going to go get a table? Koss probably has a table near the doorway. And what form is Koss taking today? Oh, they've spent a lot of time trying to figure this one out. I think they are going with a wood elf form. Okay. A wood elf that looks a little bit edgy, so like the shaved side kind of hair. And this is like a, a Dragon Age thing, but like elf tattoos, you know, the... the oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the face tattoos. The mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Minutes tick by. Mistaken Griff, you're in a corner somewhere? Somewhere where we can view the whole place. Each time somebody comes in, we're like, that's cost. <laughs> no, I know, that's cost. <laughs> <laughs> so, minutes tick by. Nothing. You order a drink, maybe to kill time, maybe about 20 to 25 minutes into the, the arranged time. Yeah, yeah. Dario stumbles in. That's later than Alex was to our first date. That's because I went <laughs> to the wrong thinking cup. I did go to a thinking cup at the correct time. He was so cute. Aww. And then I slipped on my like, Clearly it worked out. Yeah. He... I like how defensive he is. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I stumbled in? He stumbles in, not sloppily because he looks drunk, but more just because he looks like out of breath. And he like starts looking around, but before he can even take a step forward, a wing, it's like, hey, pretty boy, come back here. I'm gonna show you ID around here. I am a third year. I don't know, I don't care. Show me your ID. I just, Dario very reluctantly 
shows him, you know, the Javanish takes it, really scrutinizes the whole thing. <laughs> All right, I don't want no trouble around here, all right? Y'all black silver quills be, <laughs> just watch yourself, okay? Can I go? Shakes himself off, combs his hair back, checks his breath. Begins pacing the tavern, looking for costs. Grip Griffson, that's him! And he shoves mistake. <laughs> like a strength check. Nat 20. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> what the okay. That's him! We're just off your seat is what I imagine. Yes, that's, let me do the saving, th all right, all right. So that's, 11 is my dexterity save against your nat 20. I think you fall off the chair a little. It like wraps around the chair leg, just for, out of the instinct. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a bruise, isn't it? You think that's him? Yeah, that's the guy. The one pacing. Yeah, okay. So he also seems to not have any clue where Koss is. Is Koss okay? <laughs> She's we... here. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't see them anywhere. Should we be concerned? Hey, could I get a dark and stormy? I'm not a bartender, but sure. But um, it's a tavern? Right, but I'm the chef and they made me cook here. <laughs> okay. Can I get some cheese sticks with that? Yes! Koss um, comes up to, like, basically to the side of where he's sitting and puts down their... I think they went with mushroom wine under dark drink. Ooh! And um, says, you know, that order suits you really well. So Dario takes one look at the underground cocktail and immediately knows. You a fan of that drink? Like I said, I'll try anything once. My father made me have one at age 12, said it put hairs in my chest. And did it? I did grow chest hairs within the year, but I think that's just puberty. I haven't been able to have a taste of that drink ever since it, I threw up. Well, I, can, I guess we can drink something else then? Sorry, sorry, finish your drink. Don't let me spoil it for you. Uh, all right, I've got one dark and stormy and an order of cheese sticks. Thanks, appreciate it. You want these, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. Wait, why did you order them? Because you made me feel weird about not ordering food. I just said that I'm not personally a bartender. I'll take the cheese sticks, thank you. Friend of yours? Yes, um, I mean, it's yeah. a matter of public record at this point, F-Squad and all. Yeah. How's that going, by the way? Going pretty well. We just finished up with our first official mission. Oh. Went really smooth, all things considered. What was it? I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the details. Recovering a family trinket or saving some hot person in distress. Why a hot person specifically? Because <laughs> it's way better in my head if the person's hot when you're rescuing them. Uh, okay. I think uh, your sister is up top, by the way, just as a fair warning. Oh no. I don't think she knows who I am right now. You didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't. Speaking of which, I've been curious. Every time I see you, you're different. But your eyes, there's something there. What are you... Duh, sorry, I, I shouldn't pry. Go ahead. I was just wondering what the real cost looked like. Oh, um, well, 
Depends on what you mean by the real costs. I mean the real costs. There's a lot of different versions of the real cost depending on who you ask. Picture this. You're alone at night in your room. Nobody else, no roommate, moment of peace and quiet. Would be nice. What do you look like? Whatever I want. I guess that's the kind of the point, the benefit. When I choose an appearance, it's mostly for other people. Because, you know, how you look makes people react to you differently. People will judge you by appearance. That's just society, isn't it? <sighs> Unfortunately. You're a drow. I don't really know how yeah. drow are tend to be treated in the Not good. Surface. Not very good, Koss. Did you grow up on the surface? Came to the surface when I was a teenager. I remember more of the surface than I do of what's under there, sadly. In the Underdark? Yeah. It's blurry. Well, you do remember the, the mushroom wine, at least. Yeah. Thanks to my father. We're not that formal. Did he come up with you? Yeah. Your entire family? We had to relocate. Now, of course, we were pretty well off, so, you know. Coming to Strixhaven was still on the table, but it wasn't easy. I find that life under the surface was a lot simpler. Life up here is way more complex than people think it is. It scares me. Sometimes I wish I could just watch it all burn, you know? It's a bit dark, but... I mean, don't you hate it? What, the, the world? The fact that you have to get up every morning, go to work, make a living, earn a living. In the meantime, you forget to make a life. You didn't come up with that, did you? <laughs> no, no. No, I read it in the book. Yeah, you think you're so cool. Watch it. I do bite back. Figured, you know, black silver cool and all. It's kind of your thing. Oh, you know all about me, do you? I'd like to know more. He's so entranced by this conversation that he just grabs a mozzarella stick without thinking, bites it, and then remembers he's lactose intolerant and he spits it out. <laughs> Ask away. Let's check in on the, uh, the others. What's going on here? <laughs> it's, a, it's a two, because it's a minus one for my perception. Yeah, you're struggling to hear. He's like hands on the table, leaning in, just cupping his ear. <laughs> I got nothing. I think Mistake is subtly getting closer to this bar, pretending that she's only trying to order something and maybe sit there, looking away from Casadario, but trying to listen, leaning you know, leaning yeah, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> 13 for stealth. I think Koss probably would have asked a bit more about what he remembers about the Underdark because one of the things that Koss loves is just like learning about different cultures because <laughs> they can kind of assimilate into them hmm, mm -hmm. and they have not had a chance to learn much about Drow despite the fact that they've used the form a couple times. What he answers to that is, uh, well, I'm happy to tell you and your friend at three o'clock who is very obviously trying to be stealthy. Mistake pretends you didn't hear that. 
because obviously she's not eavesdropping and just sort of, you know, looks over, waiting, quote unquote, for Gary. <laughs> and Cops looks over to see Mistake and is like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, she just hangs out here. A lot of my friends hang out around here because Gary works here. Hmm. Okay, sure. Well, what can I say? In the dark is, well, dark and full of terrors. Some of them from this world, others not so much. Can I ask a question that may be a bit insensitive? Sure. Did you come from one of the, like, super problematic parts of the Underdark, or one of the, <laughs> you know, ch chiller ones? <clears throat> Am I culty? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Do I look culty, Klaus? Well, I don't know what culty looks like other than wearing a mask that glows purple. <laughs> well, that's... Bold of you to say aloud. No, no, I'm not culty. I don't really buy into the whole organized thing. But because of the culty ones, there is stuff that's been pouring in. Did you know there are snarls in the Underdark? No. Well, there are. Sometimes people try to use them to their advantage. And obviously stuff seeps through. So people have to move. It was a mess. Uh, he leans in. Mage hunters. Heard of them? Seen one. The people in masks. Been around a long time. Mm -hmm. Decades, centuries. They love toying around with those snarls, don't they? So yeah, they did that when I was a kid. Things got out of control and an entire city was lost. Had to burn it all down. Mage Hunters included because of the organized rebels in question. I'm sorry to hear that then. Is that why you had to leave then? Yeah. Be honest, Kaz, have you heard anything about me? Has Kamira mentioned anything? She said that you were... Well, she said that you were dangerous, essentially. I figured, you know, it, that might just be her bluster or something along those lines. Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, alright. Sure, I'm dangerous. Are you? I mean, you can be mean, but it's not dangerous exactly. Hmm. I guess you would have to wait until date number two to find out, hey, Koss? What does that mean? This, this is the... What? Huh? What? What? Another dark and stormy barkeep. <laughs> Still not a bartender! Fine, we'll have... What do you want? Onion rings? Sure, let's do that. Something let's you have eat. an order of onion rings, please. And a dark and storm. Right. Sure. And you know what? Another one of these for my friend here. Wait, the, the mushroom wine? The mushroom wine. Uh, yeah, okay. Sure, I'll take another. Best way to face trauma is to just tackle it head on, right? Uh, you know what? Sure, why not? Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers. And then cost downs the rest of it. Yeah, Mistake, feeling like Koss has just given her permission to eavesdrop, is still continuing to eavesdrop while pretending she isn't. Sure. Koss but... kind of gave Mistake the benefit of a doubt, <laughs> <laughs> though they shouldn't have. <laughs> Gary 100% knew that Mistake was spying and therefore didn't engage with her in the sense of like trying to get her any food. <laughs> She's like, I'm just gonna make it look like... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just too busy, can't 
get yeah. this person to drink our food order. I want to say that Cataras walks into the Bozen Tavern and heads yes. straight, sits next to Kaz and Dario, but doesn't pay them any mind, doesn't care about them, just happens to sit next to sure. them. Sure. Yeah, because he probably doesn't know Dario and doesn't recognize Kaz and only met Kaz like the once. So Cataras like sits at the bar and Kaz and Dario can hear and Mistake can hear and Griff still can't hear. <laughs> Yeah, Griff's yeah, in the corner yeah. trying oh, I'm, do, I'm doing the damn thing. You're getting swarmed by freshmen trying to get you to like sign no, stuff. Alright, I'll sorry. I'll sign it if you tell me what they're saying. <laughs> Persuasion. Delegating. But with advantage, because they want something? Sure. Yes. Hey. This is Johan Jetwing, the uh, the little owl. Eighteen. Johan's just like, what? Who? The really broody looking guy and uh, the wood elf with the fixed tattoos. Okay, team disperse. And the, <laughs> a bunch of like little owl, and per the book, they can be normal size or half yes. size. So they're all little and they all just scatter out and get vantage points at this date. Fucking okay. so cute! My thousand eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Was it flocking? Flocking, yes. Version of Daffling's we do, we do. Meanwhile, at the bar, Cataris like sits down there. Like, hey, Rumi. Oh, hey. Hi. Could I get, uh, you know what? Surprise me. All right. And a jar of vinegar to drink. Okay, sure. <laughs> Gary, give some vinegar on the house again, because I feel like one, it's just not a drink that they sell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and two, he can just make it with his alchemy jugs, so why not? How much? Oh, um, the the vinegar's free. That's the third time. Well, I mean, it, it. I literally make it out of nothing. Also, I I don't know what to surprise you with, so I onion rings. Oh, I, nice. I made an order for them. Here are your onion rings. Thank you. Great. Do I have something to dip them in? Maybe some some apricot jam or something. Sure. Um. I'll just take more vinegar. To dip them in apricot jam and vinegar. Sure. Okay. Like mixed together or separate? You choose. Alright, Gary's gonna mix them together because he's curious. Making an apricot vinaigrette. Yeah. yeah. How you been? I got stood up again. Again? Well, you Not know. Not by the same person, right? No different person. Different person. What? Why do people keep stabbing you up? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I asked them if they wanted to go to the alchemy labs for a date and then they said, okay, I guess, and then they didn't show up. I don't know. I mean, I guess I just don't have very good date ideas. No, you have incredible date ideas. Thanks, Rumi. Gives you a little punch in the arm. I'm trying. But you know, maybe Cataris just isn't meant for love. That's well, okay, I think. I could live with it. No, I mean I don't I don't believe that. That that seems like a an incorrect conclusion. I mean I just don't get it, do I? You come up with fun activities, you invite another person and then So then you're inviting you... the wrong person. Right? How many times have I invited the wrong people? I don't so, know how many times have you been stood up? Let's find out. 20 times. Fucking shit, man! <laughs> <laughs> Bad luck, I guess. You know, so, I did break a mirror once. You think that's it? I... You think that's it? I, you know, I didn't believe in that before, but maybe I do now? 20... I've never even asked out 20 people. Well, you should. How... how You're quite striking. Especially with that wee bit of facial hair. Mistake uh, was uh, writing uh, 
a bunch of notes about this snarl with the auric because she really latched on to that and like pulled out a bit of parchment and started writing it. And she has like completely abandoned that to just stare at this interaction. Yep. Like she's not being subtle at this point. She's completely forgotten. She's just <laughs> staring. I, I mean, I, most people don't like it. Like what? Sorry. The beard. Oh. Gary's also wearing the hairnet yeah, over yeah. the beard, so it looks extra ridiculous. I mean, I don't think it's so much the beard, but the, the confidence. Uh, I don't think that's usually a word that people associate with me. Well, they should. Have you seen yourself when you're doing alchemy? No, it's typically pretty hard to see oneself. Yeah, you glow. <laughs> not, not physically, but, but your eyes do. Thanks. Barkeep. <laughs> <laughs> During this, Mistake has looked at Koss to see if Koss has picked up on any of it happening or if they're just more involved with their date and Let's haven't overheard out. any of this. Let's find out. At disadvantage. Yeah, no, I think actually Koss did, did pick up on some of this. Mistake tries to make eye contact with Koss with the, is this a matchmaking thing? What? I think Koss takes a second to catch um, <laughs> Mistake's eyes and just be like, yep. <laughs> so, Koss, what else are you asking him or, or any particular thing you want to discuss with Dario? I think that he's vibing. Yeah, I think there's continued vibing for a bit until the end, to at which point Koss will, as they're getting ready to head out, will just say, oh, um, by the way, uh, just a... a Question. Hmm. You, uh. You, you, you said a thing earlier. Yeah? What What thing? Um, you know, it, I, I thought this was just kind of like a casual hangout kind of thing, and then, um, you know, you, you said it was a, um, you know, a, a date. What does that scare you? I, it's just, I, did, I didn't expect it. Look. Cos, I like you. There's there's something about you. I don't know what it is. And honestly, I think a lot of white-leaning silver quills tend to rub me the wrong way with their righteousness. But you, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's a little bit of darkness within you. Maybe you've done things that you're not proud of, or seen things, been involved in things, that you're not proud of. Been there myself. Not judging. But this is a give and take here. You want to know more about me? Buy me another drink and tell me more about you. Maybe I just wanted to know more about my TA, you know, for, for class purposes or something along those lines. Is that it? You, you know, you, you don't know me. Well, if that's the case, then you should talk to me during class or right after class. Well... But if that's not the case, maybe write me a letter sometime. And we can meet up elsewhere. Yeah. And, uh, hey, he's gonna do the uh, hair behind the ear thing. I had a great time. You think you're so smooth? I know I am. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, good night. Good night. And he walks away. 
Cause is gonna stay out there for a mm -hmm. bit. Be leaning out like an upper floor window. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just being way too nosy, <laughs> invading privacy. Gus is gonna turn around towards mistake and just really continue. Ah! <laughs> I think mistake just hopped out the window, just gives Gus a hug as like Gus is freaking out. Ah! <laughs> you okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't think that this was a date. It was definitely a date, Carlson. Okay, I see that now. Are you okay? Yes. Was it a good date? I enjoyed myself. Good, okay. Was he creepy? No. None of those like weird changing questions? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, good, good. Uh, no creepy sociopathic tendencies? Hard as I can tell, no. Well, great. Yeah, I, I guess. Now, now I've got to do this? I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, but it feels like I should. Hey, only if you want to. Do you want to? Kind of. There you go. Okay. But, you know, relax first. Do you want to like, go for a walk? Do you want a drink? I had a few already. Um... Alright, do you want to go for a walk? Uh, yeah, sure. Do you want to wait for Gary or should we... Let's, let's wait for Gary and... And I think I saw Griff. Griff is also here, you were so holding on to his shirt? Yeah. Cut to Griff being surrounded by like a dozen little Owling fellas. Okay, so he's from the Underdark. He's seen some stuff. Family had to move up here because of mage hunters. He's also got a tattoo, a white one, of some kind of symbol on his, like, the hickey area. <laughs> oh, these tiny Alan know about that. Yeah. Great. Right. It's, we it's weird that you call it that, but go on. Like 17, 18. This goes on for a, a couple minutes, but I want to say um, from the back door. <laughs> from the back door, not stealthy at all, trips and eats shit. His rampart. He's, <laughs> he can't get in. Actually, Gary no, took him off the real, list. I thought you said that it like resets You're, each year. It might, but I'm gonna stick with this. He eats shit because he's trying to sneak in through the kitchen door. You might hear some of the sous chefs be like, hey, you can't get in. Like, just shut up. I'm on duty. Stands up and then walks straight to you. And begins like, shoot, 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 shoot. No, 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 no. All the owls scatter. What? What are you? Sits at your table. Burning hammer. We have business to discuss. Do we? Personal business, not peace squad business. We'll spit it out. Okay. He looks around, make sure nobody's listening. He is going to be like, something came up and I need a man. Or I need a lion in this case. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Griff. Can I, can I call you Griff? Yeah, sure, sure, go ahead. I have beef. <laughs> I have the beef. You know the beef? I, uh, I understand the vernacular. I have the beef. Who's <laughs> got the beef? Who's got the beef? <laughs> he looks at the entrance to the Bozen Tavern, where people are still lining up to get in because it's now getting late, so there's a line. 
with whom are you beefing? Somebody with proximity to this room, which is why waiting through back door. Listen, shit's going down. The honorable way. And per he pulls out like a tiny little pamphlet. Per the ten dual commandments, I need a second. <laughs> I need someone to try and talk peace, and if I can't talk peace, then I'm rumbling. Oh, you're talking about old money ways, okay. Gotcha. Did you ever heard of Fury Gale? I mean, I, I, as a janitor, I only swept it, but I have heard of it. As a janitor, you swept surface. There is more Fury Gale. You go deeper, you find students. Students who want to go away from prying eyes of faculty. Yeah. Students who have beef to settle. And they settle it. And then they shake hands and walk away. Tis honorable way of settling beef, yes? Yes, it is. But if he has body, which according to ten dual commandments, he will. Then I need body myself. What say you? Be my second, try and talk peace. And if it can't be settled, be there for me. In case things get out of hand, I need someone to tag in. Absolutely. So Gary is talking with Cataras, presumably. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've also just, working. Yeah, working yeah. and chit-chatting. You know, I once tried this really fancy flower dish that like was, and he's just going on and on. He loves food. He can't cook very well, but he's definitely always eating something. Gary also loves food. Yeah, yeah. Your conversation gets interrupted by the bouncer of Javanesh, who walks right up. Hey, kid. Hey, what's up? Not I know much. I'm on the clock, but can I get a drink? Me and ale. I'm a bartender. Gary says as he's pouring Javanesh and ale. Yeah. It's like this is why everyone thinks he's a bartender, because every time they ask him for drinks, yeah. he just gets them. Thanks, thanks, appreciate it. So listen, I like you, I trust you, you're my boy. Okay. I need you to do me a solid. That would entirely depend on what the solid is. Well, just say yes, come on. You owe me. Why? I don't know. What do I owe you? I have no idea, okay? But just say yes, okay? I really need this, Gary. Come on. Gary's gonna look over at Kataras, like, with the look of, like, should I just say yes to uh, this? Well, a, a friend in need is a friend indeed. Okay, fine, Javanesh. Yes! You know, oh, fucking love you. So, uh, I got a little bit of beef with someone. <laughs> yes! Uh, okay. <laughs> I decided to settle it the old school way. Okay. So uh, I'm throwing fists with someone. I think you know him, Rich Boy. Griff? No, no, not not the Burning Hammer guy. No, 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 no. The other Rich Boy. Big dude. You're talking about Rampart. That's the one. Yep. Caught him uh, talking shit about you the other day. Yeah, he does that. Yeah. Well, I didn't like it. I stood up to him, and uh, he said, well, let's settle this like old times. <laughs> and I said, aye, aye, let's settle it like old times then. <laughs> really good grandpa impression. So uh, I figured, you know, uh, I, why not? Fuck it. You know, he and I can throw fists and we can shake on it. But I'm gonna number two. 
Javanesh, in what world do you think I would be a good number two in a oh, come pool on. of throwing fists? Last year you beat up a rug and a broom and a and a and a steam fucking monster thing. Am I allowed to use magic? Yeah. I'm the one who's gonna be throwing fists. It's just in case in case his number two jumps in, you know, I don't know who the fuck he's gonna ask. But okay. whoever he asks is gonna be an asshole, let's face it. Mm, probably. Because he's an asshole, so yep. assholes attract assholes. Mm -hmm. So whatever his number two is, if he jumps in, you gotta jump in and look after me. I thought the number two was only supposed to jump in like if you got knocked out or something. Technically, they're supposed to negotiate peace at the beginning. Okay. And if you get knocked out, they're supposed to go look after you, make sure you ain't. You so ain't. I have to go talk to someone and negotiate peace? Yes. Okay. And then if his number two decides to attack, then you attack too. I really don't think who I could beat whoever Rampart chooses as a second. Yes. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll kick his ass no matter what, it's a moot point. Alright. Great. Appreciate it. Next weekend, Fury Gale. Next weekend, Fury Gale. Meanwhile, up, up front, Carson Mistake are discussing Hatteras and Gary? <laughs> it kind of seems like it. I don't want to make assumptions here because it doesn't sound like it would be, at this point, kind of a thing of convenience and kind of like Hatteras' rebound. He's been stood up by 20 people. It sounds like it pretty much will always be a rebound thing. He's asking out a lot of people. That's fair. I guess, you know, volume is a strategy. But it does seem like they would be good fits, given that they have really similar ideas about what dates should be. Right, exactly. And I don't know anybody else who has those ideas. Yeah. And Gary and Griff <laughs> emerge. Alright, I'm all closed up. What are we talking about? Oh, uh, the, the, the books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was telling Koss about these wonderful history texts I'm reading. Oh, really? Most of them are honestly very dry, but they do have some interesting things, like the entire area, the whole peninsula where mm -hmm. I grew up, actually used to have a completely different mm -hmm. name. Really? Yeah. I, I can tell you about it another time. Griff, Griff is going to uh, politely, codedly ask not to blow up your spot. Like, oh, were the books interesting? Alluding to the date. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Yes, they were interesting. Would you like to read them again? There is likely going to be a sequel, yes. Oh! I'm, a sequel to a history that. book? I mean, we didn't say that. <laughs> Pause. A sequel to a history book. I think that's just more history. <laughs> I think it's just more history. <laughs> Pause. Be honest. <sighs> I recognize the irony, but... Okay, there probably will be a sequel. There we go. So, one thing I wanted to ask everyone. How do we feel about this whole tournament thing? Like I want to do it. Yeah, I mean, it would be a lot easier to pay for it next year if we won. Tuition's certainly a draw, but no. Sports. I don't think any of us are particularly good at sports other than Griff and maybe you, Mistake. I don't know about sports, really. Right, but if it's a matter of doing something as a team, I'm sure the F-Squad is certainly one of the better teams on campus. So we're down for it? Yeah. Or at least the attempt at half of next year's tuition? Or, you know, yeah. just 400 gold for Griff? Yeah, that'd be a... Pretty nice bit of change. 
Cool. Um, is there a team size that we need to worry about? If we need another, I have a suggestion, but I'll admit it's a bit selfish. Who's your suggestion? King. The guy from the B-Squad editions? Your friend? Yeah. That makes sense. He's, he seems athletic. Um, and then the other athletic ones are on another team and a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the rep? <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that would be my suggestion, but it is in part, so you could also get 400 gold for next year. Have you asked him? Uh, no, no, I wasn't sure he was really going to do it. So, if you all didn't want to, I probably would have tried to figure something else out. Well, let's do it. Yeah, I don't think we're in a position to say no. I mean, it's not like I want to, but I do want to keep going to school here. Yeah. So, uh, I can talk to King, but don't we need, like, a sponsor or something? As you say that, in the distance, you see Captain Dapplewing walking with the Earl. Or rather, she was talking with a group of students who were handing her like a gift basket. And she's got crutches now, not just a cane, she's got crutches which allow her to move a lot faster. And you just see like, you know, Dapplewing do a head nod, the students give the gift basket to the Earl, the Earl's carrying multiple of them. (laughs) And then Captain Dapplewing just like dismisses them, rolls her eyes, and just keeps walking towards you. You know, I think they just deliver it to her manor, not, you know, try to physically hand it to her. That seems kind of... It feels more meaningful in person. I suppose, but you could do it, like, at the manor. People are dumb? Yeah, I think that's the conclusion I'm coming to. Yes, they are. Hello. Hello, Captain. Now, I will say, while I am happy to see the lot of you, I can't help but feel a little bit of resentment. You find that she's breathing more easily now. She's got, um, you notice that beneath her robes, there's like, instead of boots, she's wearing braces. A lot of like mechanisms that are helping her move around a lot easier. And just because I like this for flavor, Lotheal's stamp is on them. (laughs) So you know who made them. I'm not contagious. You can come by and say hello, it wouldn't kill you. Oh. After all we've been through. Charlie Shell was the only one that visited in the past, unfortunately. I understand. We'll make an effort to drop by. I can't believe I'm sincere, but I miss them. We all do. Yeah. Their business seems to be moving along based on the letters. Yes, the Earl has been writing, which is new. Clockwork servants don't really write to people. They are doing swell. From what I hear, their business have had an uptick. I mean, you all were thinking about going to visit over winter, right? Yeah. Possibly. Why not? Would you not be coming with us? I have some other things I need to take care of over winter, unfortunately, but the rest of you should go. Well, we would certainly make an effort to visit. Sorry, we've just been, like, well, really busy. I bet. I heard you had your first job. Yeah. And, you know, classes and also the B-Squad tryouts and... Garbage King. Yeah. Yeah. First mission. First mission. That one. I did see that brackish trudge trudging along Lorehold. Hopefully behaving itself? From what I could see, yes. I had plenty of clockwork servants keeping an eye out. Good. Anything else that you discovered? Anything about our particular foes in common? 
They've been rather quiet, which concerns me. We're following up on a lead. We'll let you know when we have something concrete. We don't want to you know, lead you down a wild goose chase. It might also be old news. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Apologies. Half the school is treating me like a corpse, and the other ones are treating me like... Well, and she motions to the pile of gift baskets that the Earls carry. Yeah, did they know you would be walking this way? No. So did, were they just carrying around these gift baskets? I, I guess so, I mean... Do you, do you need like a, a shopping cart to carry them with? Yes, I was on my way to Los Shields to see what else she had. Hold on, let me make you a shopping cart. Uh, and Koss dips their paintbrush into what they think is magical paint <laughs> and starts painting up a shopping cart, which pops into existence like normal. But then the shopping cart pops onto the ground, Koss goes to grab it, and it <laughs> jumps ahead out of their grasp. <laughs> 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 Hello? Uh, this is Casa's level 6 feature where they can animate an object, including the objects that they create. Oh. I think Dapplewing like steps back and like puts her arm out like trembling, ready to cast a spell. But wait, what wait, 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 wait. Um, do you understand me? So the shopping cart understands all languages that I speak and obeys my commands. Okay. It popped into existence, mm -hmm. and at first it was like <laughs> And then when you start asking it... Great! Could you please escort Captain Dapplewing and the Earl and take these objects back to wherever they need to go? <laughs> the Earl also starts like throwing gift baskets into the cart. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Alright. One question for you, Captain. That's bizarre. Is that a new trick? It is new to me. What was in this... Oh! Is that one of mine? Yes. Oh well. You can keep it now. Is that Eldritch Bomb? Careful no. when playing with that Mr. Grig and... Mech Silvertrove. You, you had a question? Uh, oh, right. Um, what is one thing that you would really like that is never in any of these gift baskets. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's appropriate to say. Oh, if you, if you leave it at that, I'm going to jump to conclusions and I don't think you want me to do that. Okay, there's a chocolate liqueur for which the cocoa bean can only be found in the Feywild. But of course, that's a bit of a stretch since one can't really very easily travel to the fairy world, and if they do, well, they it's plane jumping, it's a whole mess. Right, of course. But I've only ever had it once, and no I'll never forget it. way we could get to the fairy world. Does this have a name, this, this cocoa bean? Yes. Choconus lateidus. <laughs> sounds more like a spell. Choconus lateidus. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Why? Uh, curiosity? That killed the cat. Hey! But, hey. but, satisfaction brought it back. She glares at Gary. What? You taught her that one? I taught myself, thank you. Have you stopped using it in its incomplete form? <laughs> Wait, have you I... used it on her before? She mentioned it before, and I gave the exact same comeback. 
Well, really, that's just on you. <laughs> it kind of does seem like it's on you, Captain Dapplewing. You still miss us? Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes. Be good, Carter. So you can good things that move now. Yeah, it seems like. Never done that before. I can think of so many things we can do with that. If you um, need any help, we are at your disposal. Of course. Uh, Captain, we actually could use a little bit of help. Do you happen to know where we could find s sponsors for a Mage Tower team? Oh. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This episode was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, also known as the traditional land of the Pekoset and Nanantum peoples. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of the talented musicians that helped bring this podcast to life with their amazing music. We've provided a link to their web pages in the description. I would also like to thank our talented players, Tyler Rubin, Rin Garnett, Michael Yang, and Nikki Aguilar-Thompson. This story would not be the same without their wonderful creativity. I've been your host and DM, Alex Aguilar-Thompson, and I hope to see you here again next week for another episode of Roleplay Radio.